guys. Welcome to I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson, and I have my co-host today, Dave Horowitz. Hi. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. What an electric day. Oh, man. Me and Dave have been talking already. We had, I had a very electric day. I fell in love at 10.30 a.m. Yes, I didn't know if you were going to just say it, but now you're saying it. I think I'm going to regret it, for I sure. think you definitely are, but I think we should explore it. Yeah, I think when this podcast comes out and I'm no longer dating this dude, I'm going to regret saying everything that I'm saying right now. Which is a perfect reason to just talk about it right now. Oh, I'm so excited about it. I'm pretty sure it was love at first sight. Yeah. I'd be willing to put a lot of money on it. You want to talk about going up to the window? Yeah, we, um, we met at... Dinosaur Coffee. Oh, God, I'm saying too much. Really cute coffee place in <laughs> it LA, is cute. guys. Good, great lighting. Um, Very flattering lighting. Good for a gram. Yeah, really if good you're for, looking for a If you're looking for a popular Instagram. Yeah, that's what you do. Take it at Dino. Um, get yourself a couple dozen likes. Yeah, a lot of people like it. Uh, and uh, so I walk up and he texted me and he's like, I'm here first because I'm prompt and thoughtful. And I was like, well, I'm walking up because I'm prompt and thoughtful. And I saw him through the glass and we looked at each other and I walked up to the glass and put my hands on it like a child who wanted something that she couldn't have. And we fell in love instantly. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's kind of incredible. I mean, it's definitely like, oh, man. We should I, have our guest weigh in on this love. Well, we should definitely introduce him, right? That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good. Ta- that's a better transition than me. <laughs> Great. Um, so today we have Alex Blagg. That's how you say it, right? Yeah, Alex Blagg. Hi, Alex. Hi, everybody. Do you want to know who he is? Hi, Stevie. Hi, Internet. Do I want to know? Yeah. Tell me. Do you want to know what he does? Yeah. He's the co creator and executive producer of At Midnight, which everyone is obsessed with and loves. And he's a writer on Workaholics, and he's a self described fat idiot. Yes. Wait, what? Really? I don't know. I just, a fat that's idiot. what it says on Twitter. I just that's that's uh, like ten times a day. I feel like a fat idiot, and so I just stopped. It's like you wonder so much: Are you actually a fat idiot? So mm-hmm. I just decided to embrace it, and that way it hurts a little less. So <laughs> that is your Twitter bio that you're a fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just read it. One of the it's one of the little factoids about me. I guess I feel like a fat idiot too sometimes. So my Twitter bio just says I directed Jaws. Yeah, but I didn't. Right. Maybe I should tell my truth on Twitter more. No, I think that's the only place you shouldn't tell truth. Really? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's supposed to be the carefully curated part of you that's like, I'm just a clever, cool guy yeah. that nothing bad has ever happened to. Uh, or like super sad. I feel like a lot of yeah, people's Twitters are like, yeah. oof, the saddest. I'm a fat idiot. <laughs> oh. The you know, saddest truth I ever told on Twitter was uh, the day after I uh, got out of a two-year relationship, I tweeted, uh, I'm newly single, who's down to fuck? And then in <laughs> Ing, ruminate on the confusing and cyclical nature of love. And oh, no. Uh, it's just a perfect tweet. Yeah. It's a good tweet. It's a really How good tweet. How many likes did that get? I believe it got about 35. Oh, Oof. nice. But no RTs, because you know good what? Numbers. People didn't want to yeah. co-op on it. They didn't want to co-sign. No, no right. one's claiming that for them, their own. That's how, you, that's how you know it was a deep truth. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they felt it inside and didn't want to admit it. They didn't have the courage that you did. They were like, that's his truth, and let's let it stay that yeah. way. Yeah. He just dropped I just cap. dropped a bottle cap. <laughs> But it wasn't meaningful. No. Guys, it's getting real. Yeah. Um, so, Alex, can we can we talk to you about, like, love at first sight? I know I know that I'm a dumb idiot, and I love love at first sight, and I honestly believe in it, and I felt it before. What do you, like, is this a thing you think is real? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that in my experience, when I was dating a million years ago, uh, so hey, I had a couple. Been I've been I, so I've been married for seven years, um, and then we were in a relationship for like three years before that. So for all intents and purposes, I've been in a relationship for the last ten years. So before that, though, uh, I was once a young single man, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like there were definitely, um, you know, times that like you meet somebody and just had this like really kind of electric uh, exciting first moment thing that you're like holy shit is this do i love this person mm-hmm. or you know you start to kind of think like is this the person i'm going to spend the rest of my life with and you start to imagine what that looks like and actually when i met my wife i mean I, it wasn't necessarily first sight it was more like love it the next morning uh <laughs> we, we, we didn't we didn't sleep together but we like did spend the night together and uh i just i don't know it was like i told her this recently it was and i had not told her until recently it was this really weird thing where like i was looking at her and for some reason and this had never happened to me before i had this weird like premonition or something of the future and i i, I like this voice like it was just like yeah, I could um, see this person in the future. And I'm not saying that I'm like, I don't believe in like, you're not saying I'm not I'm a psychic or like clairvoyant or anything. Like I don't believe in magic, but it was this really strange, really unique thing that happened that I just had this feeling and this flash of like my life way in the future. And, uh, and yeah, and then we did end up getting married and, and that, that became true. Um, but I don't know if that's love at first sight or, or maybe that is what it is. I don't. I don't know. That feels like it to yeah. me. Also, that story made my heart pitter patter so hard. Uh, <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, yeah. I think it's instincts, don't you? Like, I think some something about love at first sight, or if you want to call it that, because I think it's named incorrectly. Yeah. I think it's like a gut instinct that's like says yes to someone before you really know them. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because it wasn't, I mean, there wasn't anything about, like, the night that we had had or our meeting it thus far that was that, like, different. I mean, it was great. We, like, we were obviously attracted to each other and we had a really great, like, time and got drunk together. It was just really fun. And, and you know, and, and kind of the next morning we spent talking and, and it was all, it was all amazing. But it was also something, you know, it wasn't, like, the first time that I had had a, that experience. But then something about it, though, kind of, like, that that moment it was just like I don't know there was something else about this person that I've not experienced before in another, and so yeah I don't know maybe I love that Dave what do you think you a love at first sight guy uh, I I would describe uh, something that I felt as uh oh at first sight which is oh, like you, yeah yeah you yeah and I wish that I could <laughs> I wish I could have that I could make that association more positive where you have that that strong a feeling when you first meet someone but. Uh, thus far, something that strong has only uh, led me down a, a path of horrific <laughs> flames and nightmares. Uh, and obviously, that's in hindsight. At the time, you feel something that strongly, and you yeah. go and. But I really do feel like the closest way you could emote it is to go like, "Uh oh," or "Oh no." I, I feel yeah. like I've audibly said that before. Yeah. Uh, I someone I uh, recently dated. We we had a moment where it was casual for a while, and then we we just looked at each other uh, on a couch on drugs and literally both went uh oh and then we knew that that it had just we had ratcheted it up to like a a different there it was yeah Yeah. it was really weird so it wasn't like first sight but it is the kind of thing where a look can convey so much and uh but i'm i'm looking for like the super positive version of that that, yeah that that 10 years later you go like remember that honey 
Yeah, I mean, you're not I talking think, to no one in a studio yeah. apartment. You're right, talking right. To a wife in a house. Yeah, but you know, it, I, but that's the thing. It's like that could have been nothing. You know, we could have broken up, and like a million things could have happened between then that moment and the then today that would have made it exactly what you're describing. That's the I mean, and that's the the difficult and strange thing about these things. I think that moment that you were feeling is like, uh oh, we have to see where this goes yeah, yeah and we like, can't just ignore this yeah. yeah and maybe in your experience because you know if you've had a few of those things that haven't worked out and they've been painful or whatever you're almost like cynically just like uh-oh this is gonna be painful <laughs> yeah know? exactly you know where it goes yeah but, well, but maybe it doesn't you know that's the thing yeah because imagine if it was like because i think to some degree when you meet someone like that and you feel that moment you are like uh-oh yeah and then you're also like this is either going to burn down in flames or it's going to be the only thing I experience for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like that's why it is an uh-oh too. It's sort of like, uh-oh, this is long-term. Right. And that's what you were saying earlier where you're yeah. like, you, were, you kind of almost knew this might end horribly. Almost, oh, yeah. You're almost banking on it ending horribly, but the moment is so, you have to, I guess it's a toss up where you have to just decide, is it worth it? Is yes. whatever comes, is whatever I say comes, yes. I say it's, you, always, it's worth always worth it. it. Like for me, I'm always like, and I've had so many relationships and dated so many people, but in my head, I'm always like, man, if you have a moment where you're like, yes, it's so worth exploring. And it, most of the time it does end. That's sort of like the deal with yeah. relationships. Like it just ends. But I think I'd rather feel those really high highs and feel like elated and excited about someone and like, excited to see them than anywhere in between honestly yeah, like sure. i'd rather feel that an extreme heartbreak than this sort of like i, li- I like him i guess right i'd rather you know met right. just met sort of like work. yeah like you don't want to i feel like you, you wouldn't want to live your whole life just just kind of just like casually fucking around or whatever no. you know what i mean just because like at a certain point i have to feel like that would there would be a lacking there and so it's like yeah whether you're just rushing in head on and like it yeah you're heading right towards a brick wall of disaster or if there's no wall there and you just keep running forever yeah. and and then yeah and then it is like you get to that place of it's a relationship and then it's a serious relationship and then maybe you're cohabitating and then maybe you're getting married and then maybe you're having kids and all through that there's like a million different ups and downs and lefts and rights and pretty much the whole sort of range of human experience that you'll feel um but i do think it is worth it i think you're right that that it's better than saying no to that moment yeah i am right kind of yeah (laughs) of course yes i'm very right hey so I want to talk to you about your wife because she seems rad. Um, you said that she went to culinary school. Yeah. So she, um, so before we met, um, she was like, she grew up in upstate New York and she, her whole, the whole time was always like, I'm going to move to New York city and you know, I'm going to like kind of go find my, my dream or whatever. And you know, and that was always kind of what she had envisioned for herself. And this, this one summer she got into this really bad car wreck, um, where she almost died. Like, like she has she still has like all these like metal and pens in her her shoulder blade and like she was laid up in bed for like six months or something and she spent weirdly a bunch of that time like watching food television watching the food network huh. and stuff because you're just laying there and you know yeah, that's bored. what's on and you're bored and so she at some point in that time because she knew she wanted to go to new york but she didn't know really know why you know she didn't know what she wanted to do and at that during that time, she was like, oh, I want to be, I want to work in, in food. I want to be a chef. And so she went um, to the Culinary Institute, which is in Hyde Park, New York. Uh, it's about an hour and a half outside of the city and kind of near where she grew up. Um, and yeah, be, you know, trained to be a chef and then finished 
uh, culinary and kind of was like, you know, most people that go through that program, it's like you're going to go into a restaurant kitchen and you're going to kind of pay your dues and then hopefully you become like a sous chef and then an executive chef, whatever. But she sort of felt like she didn't want to do that. And she met this friend that worked um, in food television and and also in like food styling. So like for ads or magazines or whatever, Um, it's basically just like cooking food, making it look really pretty uh, for print shoots. And then for television, it's like when you watch, you know, uh, (laughs) Guy Fieri or whoever, somebody is actually behind the scenes uh, cooking the food, coming up with what the recipes are going to be showing him literally step by step how to do it and and so that's kind of what she ended up doing is becoming um, a food stylist and then ultimately a culinary producer wow okay so food must be huge in your relationship yes for sure I mean that was like when I met her I knew that I liked food on just a purely visceral level, but I had never really thought about it or, you know, considered food. I was very poor at the time. Like I was living in San Francisco and then, you know, kind of starting out in comedy and then moved to New York and was still, you know, I'd gotten my first job, but still didn't have a lot of money. And so most of my you know, eating up to that point was just like finding like really good cheap food. So like, you know, banh mi's and in in San Francisco, you know, it's like burritos and whatever and trying to find kind of the best places that I could get a really good meal for less than $6. Um, And so when I met her, it was kind of around the time where I was starting to like have a little bit of money in my pocket, enough to go out to dinner. Um, And she obviously, because of her training, like just knew a ton about food and really sort of like both kind of like introduced me to some of the places in New York that would kind of get me excited about eating. And then also just cooking in general. Like she, I've, I mean, my mom was like a pretty good cook, but it was never anything fancy. It was just always like, you know, here's, we just, I got to put dinner on the table. And, you know, so yeah, coming, you know, having, dating somebody who was like, oh, I'm going to make a, you know, like a roasted chicken with a sous vide and like some kind of crazy whatever. I don't know. Like it was just like, holy, holy shit. This is, this is incredible. You know, like it was, um, and then the more that like we get kind of dated and started cooking together, the more it also became something that was like, uh, a, a, like an activity that we just like to do. Um, so yeah, like our, I think from, I think our relationship definitely from its earliest stages had a lot of, you know, it was a, 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 in many ways driven by food. And that was like one of the things that I think really made me fall in love with her and like kind yeah. of was this like differentiate this thing that she had that I had never experience in any other relationship that I had and and, you know obviously that's not everything but it was definitely at the time something that was just like oh this is really cool and and it was the timing was good too because I think it was it was like right at the point that I was like getting excited about food and starting to care about food and now I'm like kind of you know like a, a nerd about it where I like literally collect like internet bookmarks of restaurants that I want to go eat at and all sorts of that. Like I've, I think she actually thinks I'm crazy now where she's like, I've created a monster. You're, you need to settle down. Like the world isn't going to end if we don't like eat at one of the restaurants you've been trying to get to. I love that. Yeah. Have you become a a better cook in the process? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, even just like kind of like learning by osmosis just by being in the kitchen with her while she's cooking. Like I've just learned so much. And then she's taught me a lot of things. And, um, when we would cook together early on, she would give me like specific little, like I was like for a while, it was like salad dressings. Like I would make, (laughs) and I would be so like proud. I'm like throwing in spices and you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing a vinaigrette. This is really, this is incredible. And, uh, and, and yeah. And so now like she still does probably, 
like 85% of the cooking because she likes to and because she, we both know she's better at it. Yeah. And it's just like, That's she's so nice. Yeah, it's great. My it's great. dream is to date someone who is even decent at cooking because yeah. I am terrible. Yeah. Because you burn everything. You I burn everything. The reason I named this podcast this is because no matter what I make, I burn everything. I, yeah. I put water in a tea kettle recently and burn the tea kettle because yeah. I forgot about it. Well, you know what you suffer from, and it's really the probably the biggest part of cooking that's still the hardest part for me is timing. Timing oh, is everything. I'm and terrible. That's the difference between a real cook and someone who's just okay is that they can like internalize the timing yeah. of things. And I still, I mean, it's like I can cook almost anything, but I can't, like getting a whole meal together at just the right time where everything's done when it's supposed to be is... There's so many Almost moving impossible. parts, yeah. I mean, I think time, that's a really interesting way to put it. I definitely need to get better on my timing because I even if I buy produce, I will mm-hmm. forget that it's there, yeah. and then I'll and then I'll eat half of it, and then I'll go. Why, why do I have this yeah. entire extra bag of spinach under this bag of? And it's all I don't. I just I get I feel real bad when I look at what I've done to my produce. <laughs> yeah. When I look at the way it's yeah. mutating in my or, fridge, or like when you've bought a bunch of ingredients intentionally to make this one meal, right? You're right. like, I'm going to do a meal, and then like half of it goes bad, and then you have this other half that you're like, I can't really make a meal out of this. The timing is essential. I was just thinking about it right now, though. Isn't it interesting that the timing for food and cooking is so essential, but same with the timing in relationships? Like Those are the two things, right? Mm -hmm. The timing is so important. Yeah, and it's the thing that nobody thinks or talks about, really, because it's not like the fun, sexy part of cooking or relationships, but it is the like this kind of unseen guiding principle that really like ties it all together in a way that that either you know if the timing is wrong cooking you're just going to end up with like five things that don't really fit together and if the timing is wrong in a relationship i think that's not only about like the timing of where you're at in your life in that moment you know what i mean like that's like it's like what i was saying with my wife like when we met i think the timing was so perfect and that's what that moment was that i felt with her was just like like i said i had met you know like i said i met other people dated other people that you know i'd also felt something for you know but like i just think that i was meeting her at that moment i was like perfectly primed and maybe she was too yeah. and that was the the reason that it like it stuck yeah. you know you go into it open and ready yeah. and then both people maybe and maybe that's also what part of that is is like that thing you felt might even just be like the timing just coming together perfectly and and right. having a recognition of that right oh it's so cool yeah do you ever think then maybe this is an interesting question to talk to you about food also but do you ever <laughs> <laughs> i'm opening Uh-oh. my sparkling water it's my favorite sparkling water <laughs> Should we give a quick shout out to our sponsor? Yeah, to Mountain Valley Sparkling Water Blackberry Pomegranate. How is it so good? If you want to go pick one up at Stamp Coffee here in Los Angeles and run into eight people you dated and maybe two people you talked to drunk at a party. Not that that's exactly what happened before this. Uh, No, but it also (laughs) happened the week before last time we recorded. Yeah. Right? Always. Always. Stamp Coffee, possibly owned by Scientologists. Probably. <laughs> Who knows? It's really close to it's Scientologists. Right center. next yeah. to they share a parking lot. Hey, yeah. what was your question? I interrupted you. Uh, my question was about timing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Do you do you think? Because uh, I've been thinking about a, lot, a lot about timing too. Uh, do you think that, like in relationships, you can? I think there is an override switch you can hit where I I agree that the, that timing can really affect a relationship. But say for example. The con- I think the connection can be strong enough where timing doesn't really matter. I think that I don't Ooh. think it's I don't think it's bullshit to say like 
I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I think that's real. Yeah. But I think if there's enough there, yeah. Yeah. you're allowed to go, yeah. I know. Yeah. The timing's weird. You know, you just got some you're yeah. about to leave for a thing or I am about to I'm shipping off to <laughs> where people ship yeah. off Afghanistan. To. I'm, I'm going to go serve my first tour. Yeah. Uh, or that's whatever. That's happening to all of us constantly. I'm sure uh, your whole podcast listening audience is just always going to Afghanistan. Me and all, yeah, me and that's all my. That's why they can't date. <laughs> me and all my comedy nerd friends yeah. are constantly just. Just coming and going to the Middle East to get involved in various military conflicts. Booking out, booking out of auditions because we just got to serve another tour. Uh, no, I'm saying I, I do think that it is possible to just go fuck. Fuck it. Fuck yeah, the timing. For sure. Don't be. Don't. No. What? Okay. I have an argument. Okay. Oh. Couldn't you argue that that's perfect timing? If someone can be like, I'm going to abandon the fact that this is terrible timing technically, right? If you're like, I'm four months out of a relationship, I might still be in love with my ex boyfriend. Uh, I'm leaving Afghanistan. <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> I'm not talking about something that just <laughs> happened to myself. Um, couldn't you argue that if you can abandon that gut instinct that's like woof weird timing maybe it's perfect timing yeah well it, but that's the other thing i think you guys both bring up a point which is like i don't think you always you in the moment always know if the timing is right or wrong i think you there's circumstances in your life like afghanistan or ex-boyfriend or whatever <laughs> that are fears right those are fears that you're like that's an insurmountable problem <laughs> this relationship couldn't possibly work because of those those circumstances but i think timing is something that that time reveals that, that like you, you just you kind of you d- sometimes don't know in the moment unless yeah. you just do it and like y- you yeah. kind of see you yeah. know and like there's a million reasons i think at any time that like i don't know most of the decisions that you make could or couldn't work like very rarely i think do you probably find something that's you know, worthwhile that just like, it's just, it just fits into your life perfectly. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, sure. like my experience this morning. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that does happen, but it's not every no, day. Not every day. No. Yeah. Wake up for a yeah. coffee date and just, it's just Sundays. <laughs> What's the over under? How long, how long are we thinking? How long is this going to last? Yeah. I think we're going to last a long time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm a really instinctual, weirdly instinctual gut person. You're going years. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll last years. Wow. I want to have him on the podcast in before he hears this podcast because I think that'll be a really weird, funny dynamic. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we're probably going to get married. That's, that's so exciting. Where Do you know where you're going to register? Uh, Toys R Us. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> um, you got a big wish list there? Well, we're like, I don't want kids really. And so I just want toys. I just want things. I love that relationship. That's great. Running we're registered stuff. at Toys R Us. We don't want kids, just toys. Yeah. All the G.I. Joes. Can't you see us all having the, the most fun for the rest of yeah, our lives? Yeah, for sure. If you had all those toys. I know. Uh, well, then my quickly, quickly, a second part of that will be. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about cooking. Are there any simple dishes or even complex dishes, or even just foods in general that you cannot fuck up with timing. Like if like basically food that if like how I I would say that the soggiest pasta is kind of shitty, but if you leave it boiling for a little bit too long, it's still okay. Yeah. It's edible. I think, well, I mean, definitely like there's like braises and stuff when, you know, braising is when you put something, cook it over low, slow heat for a long period of time. And there are a lot like barbecue. Barbecue is a good example. (laughs) I love barbecue. I'm from the South. And like you almost, can't cook it too long at a certain point because it starts mm. to break down and like it gets really tender and like I guess actually barbecue's wrong you you can't overcook barbecue oh. but braises those are okay. those are ones where it's well, like if you're I'm doing, not sure I understand what that means 
Slow, yeah. co- slow cooking. Slow cooking is like, like a crock pot. Yeah. So like yeah, like say you're gonna do like a, a like coco vin or something like which is just wine. It's a fancy French way of saying wine and chicken. <laughs> chicken cooked in wine. Okay. So you take you know whole chicken. Um, and first, you know, you, you saute some vegetables and, and uh, mirepoix and stuff and then put wine in there and then just basically let it cook low for a long, long time. And then the chicken cooks and it starts to kind of like break down and fall off the bones and stuff. And you can't really overcook it because it just it just gets tender and the flavor kind of, um, you know, condenses and, and concentrates and, and just you know, it gets tasty. That sounds like, great. Well, I think yeah. we're just do that. selling the shit out of that. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the relationship version of that is just like being super casual just for like a really long time. I like, think low and slow is low a great, slow. a great like low cooking, commitment. cooking thing that, that <laughs> not only relationships that is like a life philosophy is yeah. just like, that's to me that, that makes a ton of sense. It's just, yeah. Like don't, so much of our lives right now are just like everyone's rushing to to you know do the next thing and everything has to be you know perfect all at once and blah 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 and it's just like that idea of being low you know low heat long time (laughs) nice and chill like not my approach to anything but now that I'm thinking about it like the person that you meet at a party or whatever, yeah. you hit it off and like maybe you text a little bit. Let's yeah. get a coffee three weeks from that. Maybe something else happens. Yeah, don't yeah. rush it. Don't yeah. rush it. Ooh, it's the exact opposite of the way I operate. Yeah, me too. Keep it me real too. casual as long as completely I, possible. Yeah. Just yeah. raise the shit out of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low until enough slow. trust <laughs> and attraction <laughs> is, is, yeah. is accumulated, you can take the, you can rip the lid off that crock pot. You know what to would happen to me, To keep the metaphor going, because what, what, ha- what it is, is what's happening is the all the different flavors of all the different ingredients that you're you're putting together, and then low and slow, they're, <laughs> they're, they're coming together, they're bonding to create new flavors, deeper flavors, yes. that like, Individually, none of them would have ever achieved had you not cooked them low and slow together for so long. Yes. Yes. We did it. We yes. Did it. <laughs> I'm, wow. That's wow. perfect. We had yeah. no idea this would go here. Yeah. And it's well, beautiful. Feels well, like you wrote us a poem. A directions. You did. The I timing mean, is right. Yeah. We're doing it low and slow. We're just going with it. You know what, though? I got to be honest. I'm pretty sure I already turned the heat up too high on this relationship. <laughs> Do you think you burned it? Do you think love at love first sight, maybe you were... I turned it up too high. Love at first sight is flash frying. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I already turned it up too high. Yeah. That's getting real That's crispy. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, maybe I turn it up real high and now I can go low and slow. Yeah. No, that's... that's that. You know what? There is a cooking thing called searing <laughs> where what you do is you sear, you sear the meat first. <laughs> To create, what it does is there's this thing called the Maillard effect. I really have learned a lot from my yes, life, amazing. by the way. You I'm sound like a genius cook The Maillard right effect is the thing that happens when high heat hits the, the you know, meat, where it basically creates a crust that will hold the flavor inside. For forever. And so a lot of times, for forever, <laughs> yeah. So what you do is you sear, like say you're going to make the cocoa vin, you might sear the chicken first, get it nice and, and, and crisp on the outside, and then you go low. Yeah, that's and what I'm then, doing. So yeah, so maybe you're on the right track. I, I, <laughs> I'm just trying to justify your your relationship choices <laughs> with culinary. There's a food term for whatever it is that you're doing right yeah. now. There's more than one. I'm busy pan searing my new relationship. Thank you very much. Yeah. And now yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Then you're going to turn the heat down a little yeah. bit. And then I'm going to turn it back up. And then I'm going to turn it back down. Just keep it real hot and cold. Yeah. Put I'm going to make fridge. sure. Take it out. Microwave for 30 seconds. Immediately in the freezer. freezer. Take it out. Put it in the hot sun outside your door. Bring it in. Throw some ice cubes on it. 
Push them off. <laughs> Send the dish away for a couple months. Don't even look at the dish. Don't even talk to the dish. Don't text the dish. Eat other food. Eat a lot of other food. Have a buffet. See how the food's do. Bring the dish back. Back on low heat, slow and low for the rest of time. Guys, I think we just achieved the platonic ideal of this podcast. I don't think we should I, continue. I don't think we should ever do another episode. No, I think this is our last and third episode. Um, should we Should we read some uh, e- yeah. uh, t- uh, tweets? Does anyone want to know about Yeah, what have they asked? Uh, we got... Any of that English? The Twitterverse was ablaze. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um... Shane asked, said he didn't ask a question, but he said, "Food and relationships sour with time, unless you put them in the freezer." Unless you put them in the, so I, that's kind of like what we were just saying is like yeah, just, using <laughs> using erratic temperature <laughs> controls to like. Shane, I got to say, we to just con- did a whole riff about this, yeah, so we can't. You're, you're not yeah. wrong, but yeah. we can't speak to it too no. much. We kind of stepped on your your observation, buddy. Sorry, Shane. Uh, Joe the Sicilian, when asked if he had any questions for you, said, nah. Okay, cool. Good to know. Glad everything. Glad glad that all of uh, your burning questions have been answered today, (laughs) Joe. Uh, This one's not a food and relationship question, but it comes to us from Duncan Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Who says, how does Hollywood multi-hyphen Alex Bly keep it real? USA needs to know. I don't know. Maybe I'm... Am I keeping it real? I don't even... That's like such a... You Such do look a, cool. I wonder if I that's what it, cool? what is what keeping, is keeping it real. Your, yeah, I, I, like is that mean like down being, to earth? Being down to earth or honest. Success does not seem to have spoiled you. Maybe I it means not. that you're chill. Maybe it means you're low very and slow. Chill. That's the answer, Duncan. Low and slow. <laughs> You've simmered. low and slow, dog. <laughs> Just <laughs> keeping it low and slow. You braised your career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Your it's career. Serious. The flavors are, are baked. It. Getting, we yeah. might be pushing our luck a little bit with this metaphor, yeah. but it yeah. seems to, it's still working. It's no, not I think I think even let's just let's let's see where we can go here from a career standpoint. <laughs> I think again, some people maybe get too excited, and it's like they put too much. They turn the heat up too much on one specific thing, and it's like, it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. And if I think it's like, if you just, you know, keep a steady, slow, consistent heat on yeah. your your choices professionally, that, that I think over time, you know, things start to, the flavors start to gel. I fully agree with yeah. that, especially I career-wise. I think it's like, keep doing slowly the things you like, keep adding yeah. things to the mix, yeah. see what happens. It's like a soup or something. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? a Season really special a soup. This a very special soup. It's like, a, it could be like a gumbo or like a, yeah. a jambalaya or something. You, 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 can, you can put a lot of stuff in it, but if you overfill that pod, then it's yeah. gross. It's, yeah. it's not going to taste right. good. Right. It's going to boil over it's yeah. gonna flame out too soon you gotta remember what kind of soup you're trying to make yeah yes. soon you got a kitchen fire going you're like i didn't mean to do this yeah i just wanted to get my writing packet in order yeah. <laughs> uh do we have more questions we've got one more question from um ali gertz oh, oh my yeah gosh. she's a co-worker yeah, yeah she works with you and she's great she yeah. said I want to hear about thoughts on cheating, on a diet, on a partner, aftermath, temptation, etc. What a great question! Great question. Great she question. Uh, she already kind of set up the mm-hmm. the, the food relationship yeah. Uh, yeah. metaphorical crossovers. Yeah, I mean, I've only from a diet standpoint, uh, I only recently tried a diet that uh, it was called the Four Hour Body thing. It's that guy I've Tim Ferriss does it. Yeah. I really liked it. I didn't cheat, uh, and I think it worked. Like I, I lost like probably. I don't know, 15 to 20 pounds in about 
six weeks or so. That's wow. great. Uh, yeah, I put most of it back on now because I want to make sure I keep my fat idiot status. But uh, it did work. You can't and change I think, your Twitter bio. No, 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 no. I, I'm not going to change my Twitter bio. I don't bio. feel like you're fat at all. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I've always been kind of just like, you know, chubby or something like just like right at that like between skinny guy I don't think you're chubby guy. at all you don't think so I look at Maybe you and I, I see a normal guy hey thank you the book's right behind you there it is four hour yeah, body. Yeah, this oh, guy knows what I'm Ryan talking about Ryan reads the four hour body do you, yeah. do you actively do it Ryan I used to it's really good yeah it yeah. really I will I, say wow. it, if you do it if you follow it and you don't cheat it does work. And also, speaking of cheating, what's cool about it, and the reason I think it worked for me is like the kind of big twist on this diet is that one day a week, you can eat literally anything that you want. You can, you can, I would eat 6,000 calories of just pizza and ice cream and wow. like two hamburgers. Like you can go crazy. And what happens is by the end of that day, you feel disgusted with yourself. And so then you're happy to go back on to the diet for the mm-hmm. next five, six days, because then by the end of that time, you've been like kind of eating just like lean proteins and stuff. And then you're ready once again for cheat day. Yeah. So it's um, a cheat day built in. It's a cheat day how built about, in. How about that in relationships? In relationships. So I was, that's what I was, I was using that as a segue. I was like, I actually think that the model of that diet, maybe that would be like a, a healthy way to, to have a relationship where you're just like, you're just really good for some extended period of time. Oh, no. And then you get, everybody gets one. It's like the purge or something. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Day or year or something where you can just do whatever the fuck you want. I'm not saying that's what we should do. I'm not saying that's what I would do, but I'm just saying that is one thing that could work. Uh, I I I disagree with all of you. You disagree with that? Really? Yeah, I am a big believer in A, diets are insane. Um, (laughs) I think you should just eat what you want when you want in moderation. I think you should date the same way. Date who you want. When you want in moderation. <laughs> what do you mean? How do you date? Moderation. <laughs> and you don't. Also, you yeah. don't date in moderation. Yeah. I do that's the opposite what, of dating that's, in that's moderation. The best date intentions for yeah. both. Yeah. Nobody does either in moderation. I will say, you know. uh, having um, tried my hand at an open relationship right. for a year. So, a two year relationship, first year closed, second year open. Yeah. I would say that uh, you don't want to. You want to have one cheat day a year slash week. You don't want right. to have every day be a Vegas seafood buffet after. Yeah, you would. Uh, that would just get gross after a while. It like would a get Vegas gross after five buffet. minutes. Yeah, yeah. And you feel weird. You're like, yeah. was that where? I don't know where that salmon's been. Uh, you know, like that's a weird. Uh, you know, that pot sticker tasted funny to me. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, that, is that a boob? That is Nigiri's, a pot not, texting <laughs> <laughs> Nigiri's not texting me back. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So what is our stance on cheating in relationships? Is that so? Is it okay? Well, I mean, that's the that, it's another thing. Like I said, like, once you're, <laughs> well, you clearly don't think so. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I wanna. I want someone to date me and only me and be fucking stoked about I me. I think that's what most people want. I think you could do a whole podcast on that very question. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that like as someone who's been married for seven years and in a, a relationship for three before that. That like, yeah, it's hard. And it's something that you have to like constantly navigate. You're, there's constant temptation. Like you, you're, you know, your taste for a Vegas seafood buffet <laughs> does not go away just because you decide you're not eating shellfish anymore or whatever. I don't know if that metaphor oh. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> but like, I promise I'm not going to your crab ever yeah, again. Yeah. I think, forgive you know, me. You know, and like, I think everybody, nobody is perfect and everybody makes mistakes and it's like a diet or a relationship. They're both based on your very best intentions. You're like, this is what I'm kind of committing to myself and to another person. And this is what I'm going to do. And I think the thing is like, if along the way, 
you know, something happens and you, you, you go away, away from your commitment or you make a mistake or something. Like, I think in a relationship, so much of like a marriage or something is just about being able to like deal with that for face value for what it is talk about it be honest be open work through it together and like keep in mind like what the soup is you're trying to make and if like yeah maybe you oversees it maybe you put something yeah. in you know is, can you fix it you know yeah. and like a lot of times when you make a mistake while cooking a dish like you can there's things you can do to to, to fix it and so I, I don't know like i think uh yeah i think it's something that you just have to do your best dieting or relationships yeah, yeah i think uh i definitely don't I didn't come away from that relationship going like monogamy is not realistic. We sh- no mm. one should ever do it. But I did come away from it being like, I don't know if an individual indiscretion or an isolated incident or, or like a flub or a shitty goof that you make should really be the. Can you call it a goof, though? Yeah, sure. Oh, I can call it a goof. I accidentally had sex with someone. What a goof. It's not an accident. It's like I did. And guess what? I uh, uh, much like I could have guessed it didn't feel great. I'm yeah. really sorry. I feel like when I was younger, that would have been such an affront. You just, there's no turning back from that. Yeah. But I, th- yeah. I just think people are dumb animals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like most of the time I want to just be a bear you know, grabbing a salmon out of a river and just biting the head ah, off of it. Yes. Salmon. And yeah. And like, and I, and I'm, but there's a, there's a, there's a point where you have to be like, you know, there you have to have a modicum of civility. Like I, I, right. a ni- I want to be a nice man, but you know, we're yeah. all stupid animals. And I think if, if somebody, I, the only reason I call it a goof is because like I'm at, I, maybe I'm at the point where I don't think that that's uh an ender. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has well, to be. I think right. if it's like, yeah. hey, I've been, uh, hey, this relationship's not working. I've been sleeping with someone else for the last eight months secretly. And now you know. It's like, all right, well, clearly goodbye. But if yeah, because like, there's trust issues at right, that point. Right. It's like, but hey. if you have sex with someone, you come to them and you're like, hey, I accidentally had sex with someone. I keep saying accidentally because it's a goof. In <laughs> accident. It's like, hey, <laughs> I got, hey. I had sex with someone on purpose. Hey, I purposefully, I knew what the, what was going to happen if we, if I got naked with another person yeah. who got naked and then we anyway. configured ourselves in the position where you have sex. I knew sex was yeah. going to happen. It did happen. I am sorry. This is not going to, like, hey, I was on a business trip in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you were there. You were thousands of miles away. Hotel bar. Bands playing. Uh, How many times have you done hits. this? <laughs> oh my so god! Many so many I can't count. <laughs> Always in Afghanistan. Always. That's where he goes for his sex tourism. Oof! <laughs> Oof! Afghanistan. Oof! It's a rough town, but it is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not condoning it. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure that it works. But I think. I think if you are, if you don't intend to end your relationship. I think forgiveness can be attained. Yeah. yeah. It's messy because like a diet is a, is a personal thing, right? You're like making a commitment to yourself. That I'm going to like, and so if you go off it, you're going to feel shame that you did that, you know, whatever you went in and ate a whole pizza by yourself or whatever. And then, but like a relationship is like, there's another person's feelings involved yeah. in it. And so it's like, you'll still, you know, and if you mess that up and you go away from that commitment, like you'll still feel shame, but then you also have to be worried about like, what that person yeah. is feeling yeah. and stuff. And that's where, you know, I think it gets tricky. And the only way to like deal with that is to just try to have as much of like as open and honest of a line of communication with that person as possible. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a good way to operate. 
But maybe also that means that on diets, you should always have another person do it with you. So if you break, yeah. if you break it, you hurt them too. Yeah. Yeah. too. Yeah. You really let the team down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you ate that pizza in your car. Yeah. <laughs> <Crying>. <laughs> Out in front of a Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Oh, no. Combination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can make a sandwich out of it. You can get the innards of a taco and put it on top of a personal pizza. Oh. Clothes that would make a sandwich. Get another personal yeah. I mean, whatever. That you, takes the shame. Someone's done that before. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I'm if you can think it, someone's this. done it. What? What? What did you say? I said, if you can think it, someone's done it. It's yeah. sort of my life motto. Yeah. Mine is, which is you scary. Can it, you can do it, which I made up. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. It's the same, but mine is sadder. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's kind of the dynamic. Yeah, that's opposite. Um, should uh, should we close up shop here? Yeah, I think we need to close the doors did we do on it? the kitchen. Uh, Alex, you were a fantastic guest. Oh, thank uh, you. What thank a wealth you. of... Uh, information and expertise. Yeah, and we had no idea. It's like it's almost like we sourced you on accident. Yeah, yeah. where it worked out, I, and all, I I plagiarized all of that from my wife. So <laughs> Great, it worked. Yeah, I probably we didn't am, even we didn't even have a chance to. Uh, the second you said that your wife was in like a car accident, mm-hmm. we our last guest uh, got together with her now husband because uh, she, she was in a huge hit by a car. car. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, and when so you guys start, get out there, take your seatbelt off, <laughs> see where life takes smash you, smash it up. Wait for a kind stranger or an acquaintance that's about to be ratcheted up to a, a someone you really depend on. See what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Um, Alex, you have anything to plug? You have anything's coming up? Uh, no, sadly, I have nothing to plug. Just uh, do you want us to watch anything that you're doing? Um, sure. Yeah, you can watch at midnight every night on Comedy Central after the nightly show, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it. Great. That's plenty. I, I should have more going on. I don't know. Well, you're no, you know, you're cooking a slow soup a television yeah. show. You're yeah. writing on a scripted comedy show. You, you have a whole family. A whole family. You cook. In fact, for a living. you know what? You should be doing more. Yeah, I should. Yeah, go what, run a marathon. Yeah. What are your hobbies? <laughs> Good God, um, Alex, you've been amazing. Oh, you guys are delightful hosts. Uh, it's a really fun podcast. So thank you for having me. You're Thanks. so welcome. Let's yeah. go braise some meat. <laughs> Dave, we have some soup and meat to braise, mm-hmm. and I have a pan to keep searing. Yeah, keep there's nothing in it yet. And <laughs> yeah, slow. keep that yeah. keep that pan on high with nothing in it. <laughs> I'm sure your apartment's on fire by now. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, <laughs> okay, well that's all the time we have for today. I brought everything for Stevie Nelson. I've been Dave Horowitz, and hey, watch your pan. <laughs> Amazing. Network.